And welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition. I'm your host, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. Before we get into tonight's episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, and the listens. It means so much to me. It means so much to the project, and it keeps me motivated to keep making content like this for you guys. Um, while we're at it, check out my other project, Greatness, where I highlighted other superstar athletes that are killing it in their sport today. And, of course, spread the podcast to friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms, and Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. All right, now let's get into it. First things first, the honeymoon of being the 25th best team in America is over. Uh, Northwestern now goes into this week unranked after a shocking loss to Chicago State and a grinded out 56-46 win over crosstown rival DePaul. Now, in a way, it's not a surprise because, like Chicago State, DePaul is also a struggling team, struggling for wins. Uh, they fall to 2-8 and eight with the loss to the Cats, while the Cats improve to 8-2. and two. However... Um, it probably wasn't the way that I expected the Cats to win. Um, I expected the Cats to win by, of course, double digits, but I wanted the Cats to score a little bit more. Uh, however, the Cats grinded out a 56-46 to win, and um, this was coming after being knotted up in the first half at 25 apiece. So, I mean, a win is a win, right? I've been, I've been saying that all year long especially on the football side but you know it all counts the same on basketball too a win is a win even though i expected the cats to put up like 60 to 70 points while giving up around 50s 60s for depaul you know sometimes especially when both teams are just struggling shooting from the field we can't expect them to light up the scoreboard and uh you know it then becomes a defensive struggle like it did here and of course the cats going from putting up 90 pieces 80 pieces 70 pieces to now just putting up 56 i mean it wasn't their best night but hopefully things can turn around come wednesday night uh, which we will talk about briefly later in the show and of course there will be a dedicated episode to wednesday night's game on wednesday uh giving a little foreshadowing of what is going on next for the uh, wildcat offense basketball edition but a lot of surprises in this game honestly both teams like i said mentioned earlier did not really shoot well so if we're going to look at the team stats first uh northwestern pretty much led in every statistical category uh using my reference here yahoo sports 21 of 59 from the field so 35.6 percent 8 for 32, 25% from 3, which is pretty dreadful, given that Northwestern is a pretty decent 3-point shooting team. 6 for 7 from the line, so high percentage, but not too many opportunities. Again, we want to get those points because they're free, right? That's why they're called free throws. Out-assisted them 14 to 8. Out-rebounded them by 1 rebound, 32 to 31. Slightly more offensive rebounds, 8 to 6. Slightly more steals, 7 to 5. More one more block three to two, and we forced more turnovers uh, on DePaul twelve to seven. So Northwestern obviously good at taking care of the basketball, 
they did much better doing that and wreaking a little bit of havoc on the defensive end, or should I say a lot of havoc on the defensive end, right? Because he only gave up 46 points to a team that is more talented than perhaps two of the last teams that they played put together. But at least the defense showed up. Uh, looking at a game leader standpoint, Nick Martinelli off the bench, contributing 16 points, 6 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, perfect from the line, 3 of 3. Brooks Barnheiser, leading rebounder with 7 rebounds, 6 on the defensive. 5 assists for Ryan Langborg, clean game for him offensively, 0 turnovers in 36 minutes. He also contributed with 3 steals. On DePaul's side, the leading scorer was Jeremiah Odin with 12 points, 3 for 12 from the field. Pretty dreadful, 1 for 7 from 3, but 5 for 6 from the line. Elijah Fisher, leading rebounder with 7, 5 on the defensive end. Um, Deshaun Nelson with 5 assists, 2 turnovers in 28 minutes of play. And Elijah Fisher, the leading blocker with 1 block. So, not too much to write about on DePaul's side either. Their leading scorer only had 12 points. Uh, and it looks like the Cats really uh, did not let uh, Chico Carter Jr. get too much done. Uh, he's only, he only finished the night with 11, going 4 for 11 from the field. But observing this game and looking back on it, yeah, it was kind of sloppy from an offensive uh, standpoint for uh, the Cats. It felt like for a while the offense was Nick Martinelli and Ryan Langborg. Langborg... Felt like he could just shoot the lights out at any given time while Martinelli was just happened to be at the right place at the right time, even if some of his shots did not look pretty, but they went in no matter what. And of course, bench contributions are really, really big in basketball. And though it's been an up and down year offensively, he has chipped in his time. You know, he has done pretty well contributing, being that first person off the bench and uh, contributing in any way that he could. Uh, I mean, the one thing I will say that I was really surprised about was Boo Bowie and Brooks Barnheiser, right? Bowie went one for seven from the line and Barnheiser, though he's not a three point shooter, chucked it up eight times, made two of them, but they were kind of giving him the Russell Westbrook, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, treatment right there. So in a way I'm complimenting him because I'm putting him and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Russell Westbrook in the same sentence. However, I mean, dude, they were pretty much putting up a Chicago city block as far as letting them shoot from three. Cause they knew it wasn't going to go in for the most part. And yeah, one for seven, two for eight respectively. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's that's one thing that I really was not a fan of during the game. And Boo Booey seemed to play a little bit out of control at times. He had three turnovers to his name. And he's the one with the most turnovers uh, for the Cats that day. So, of course, it could have been worse, right? He could have easily had six turnovers or whatever, whatever have you. But, you know, again, this Northwestern team is really, really born and bred under taking care of the basketball and being defensively sound. And of course, with Boo Booey being the fearless leader, he has to show an example of uh, being that, you know, person night in and night out, the person that epitomizes Northwestern basketball. Sure, I'll give, well, we should give him a pass uh, and maybe more passes than we should be willing to because, you know, he is pretty much the face of the program right now and he's done more good than bad. Like, let's be real. And everybody has, you know, a bad game, whatever, whatever it is, right? You could even be 
the best player in all of basketball, any level, and still have that one night where you just play like crap. And that's okay. But just going down the line with the numbers, Langborg, like mentioned earlier, had a really good day. It felt like he was shooting the lights out. 14 points, 5 for 12 from the field, 4 for 8 from 3. 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, however, he did have a little bit of foul trouble with 3 personal fouls. Uh, Bowie, despite the poor shooting from long range, chipped in 11 points, going 4 for 14 overall, 2 for 2 from the line. Um, Brooks Barnheiser with 11 points, with the aforementioned 7 rebounds. Matthew Nicholson, only 2 points. And he got four rebounds, though, but he, he did have four personal fouls. So a lot of foul trouble for uh, Matthew Nicholson there. Um, that's the one player I really would like to see him go off for a couple games. Maybe we're going to get it into the core of Big Ten season because, of course, you know, Big Ten play, Big Ten centers tend to be very, very physical. And um, that can sharpen Matthew Nicholson over the course of the year. Uh, and then there's Ty Berry who went 0 for 6, 0 for 5. How did I miss him? Zero points, five rebounds though, uh, with one steal. Uh, he only had one turnover, so at least he took care of the ball despite not scoring. And that's obviously not a good sign, right? Uh, I know it's just one game, but for a while it felt like he was doing so well, and then he puts up a goose egg. Um, of course, I would imagine that he's going to score plenty of points on Wednesday night but of course to have a complete performance right when we want to see Northwestern basketball and its full potential and just flying around the court like the entertainment that it's been especially the past couple games including the loss against Chicago State you know Ty Berry is scoring Ty Berry is shooting Ty Berry is defending right so hopefully he can pick it back up next game of course, Nick Martinelli, leading scorer, 24 minutes off the bench, 6 for 10 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, but 3 for 3 from the line with 5 rebounds. And then the next contributor off the bench was Blake Preston, 2 points, but with 4 personal fouls. So DePaul did a really good job of really, really getting at the bigs and causing them to draw fouls. Um, that can't happen moving forward because... In a way, you can say that it gets a little suspect after Nicholson at the five. But, you know, again, people are entitled to having bad games. Not consistently, but um, at least they did what they could do to provide for the team to get them this 10-point dub. As for DePaul, Jeremiah Oden leading scorer. Chico Carter Jr. with 11 points. Elijah Fisher with 10 points, 4 for 10 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3, 7 rebounds. Nelson with 4 points, 5 rebounds. And the leading contributor off the bench was Ramey with 6 points. However, his shooting night was relatively poor as well. 1 for 5 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, 3 for 4 from the line, but he had 7 rebounds, uh, contributing 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. So he had 1 of every other statistic that does show up on the stat sheet so much like every other team that northwestern has faced there doesn't seem to be much bench help so luckily that has been helpful to the cats advantage to where a lot of the teams that they've played have been really starter reliant and they were able to make adjustments whenever it felt like depaul had momentum 
right? Because, like, in the first half, it was almost tick for tat, right? Um, I believe Northwestern had an early lead, but then eventually let DePaul back in the game. Uh, and then in the second half, made a defensive adjustment, and Langborg and company just started shooting a little bit more and a little bit better. Then pushing a gap that DePaul can no longer recover from. So, at least to Northwestern's credit, they pulled it out and they contributed when it really counted. And that was towards the home stretch of the game. And that was something that was lacking last game, right? Because they were making their run, getting the wind in their sails at the beginning of the half. But then on the back nine of each half, especially in the second one where it counts the most, it seemed like their wind died down and um, really, really just put them on the ground for good. Um, the announcers for the FS1 broadcast really made a good point that it felt like for a good while, the Cats had a hangover from the loss. And it made a lot of sense. I mean, I would be still shocked to lose that way too. And I still kind of am, right? I'm still pretty pissed off that the Cats lost that way. And I still want that rematch next season. And hopefully that the Cats really, really put a stomping on them and kind of like tell everyone that, hey, that win was a fluke, but of course it's not going to erase it from the record books. So you still got to give them the credit where it's due, but also you got to give Northwestern grace because this could be the one game that just really, really, really lights a fire in them. If beating Purdue wasn't enough, that was the one. And really, if we look at the grand scheme of things, it is really nice to see them back on the winning track. And hopefully as uh, they reach the end of non-conference season with the trip to uh, Arizona State on Wednesday night and then of course Big Ten conference play right after that you know this team is primed and prepped to grind out the rest of the season because sure Big Ten does not look as great as it did last year but it's still good it's still quality college basketball and you cannot take these games for granted so the Cats really really need to take advantage of the fact that there doesn't seem to be as much of a logjam up top, but more of like a little bit of parity outside of the top heavy teams, like a Purdue, like a um, Illinois, even. So, um, and I might be missing one more team, but you know, just for what I can think of right now, I just think of those two as really the biggest threats to Northwestern success in the Big Ten season, or I guess Michigan, but you know, that's. That's really that's really far into the future, and we can control only what we can control right now. So let me know what you think, uh, Wildcat Nation. Is this win a confidence booster to get the Cats back up in their winning ways leading into Wednesday's game and into Big Ten play? Or are we still kind of like muddied and a little bit woozy after that tough loss against... Uh, against the Chicago State, and are you concerned going into Wednesday night's game against Arizona State? Uh, on Wednesday night, we will preview that game, so one of those just-before-tip-off type uh, type previews. Um, before I sign off for tonight, I do want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on a cold Monday night here in Chicago, wherever you are, and wherever you are listening. Hopefully it's warm, it's nice, it's splendid, and... Uh, you know, at this time, I hope you are winding down, relaxing from the hard work day, 
Um, or if you're still working, get it done. You got this. Or if you're just out and about somewhere, I hope uh, you're enjoying my podcast alongside uh, whatever task you're completing. Regardless, thank you so much for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens, the downloads. It means so much to me. It helps me keep it going. Spread the podcast to friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the off-sea sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms, spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. I'll see you on Wednesday night, and go Cats! Bye. <laughs>